broadcasting live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be here. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you joining us, of course, always. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house. All right. So I think before day's end, we'll have some good news regarding uh, a player saying yes to Florida State in the portal. And uh, we'll wait some of that here this hour. Uh, but, you know, I, the weekend that was uh, saw me thinking that it was really good news that there were a certain number of players, uh, in particular players that fit needs, that were uh, willing to visit Florida State. And, uh, hey, you know I've been clamoring for some time about uh, when it was possible, at least coming out of high school, to bring in uh, Marvin Jones Jr. That was my great wish. That was my, you know, he was here this weekend. So I thought, okay, well, and here's what I'm getting at, Tom. My thought when he was here to visit and, and Marvin himself was here and he was tweeting and all of that stuff, you, you don't do that if you're Florida State, and I don't think you do that if you're them, if you're not serious partners here at some point, right? You can't bring that kid on campus and not lock him up, was my feeling. So in the next 24 hours, let's see if, in fact, that's what we end up having happen here because I can't imagine that there would be any way you bring that kid in and then not sign him. Um, that's my opinion. I've got a fact for you. Mm. Uh, followed up on the question from the last hour about how's the Battle's End doing in terms of membership. Oh, it's over 5,100 and adding, so they have crossed the 5,000-member plateau at the Battle's End. So that's good wow. stuff. yeah. You know, that is going to help Florida State long term. What you get into this question now is, and I, and so somebody picked up on this last week when I talked about the situation where we were trying to gauge how hard to go in the portal. And Corey and I had the back and forth of, you know, he's wanting to sign 15, 20 players. And I said, it's all situational. Like we're, we're going to have to figure out. All right, first things first, get the quarterback. Secondly, once you figure out who your quarterback is, honestly, what are your lines of scrimmage going to look like next year? Because that will determine, quarterback and lines of scrimmage are going to determine what's reasonable to expect next season for Florida State. If you look at the amount of talent that is leaving this roster, either through graduation, the NFL draft, whatever it might be, a couple that have just decided to leave and Search for uh, greener pastures, Rodney Hill, for example. All right, if you if you look at that, it is hard to envision another thirteen and zero season. You just can't do it. There's too much turnover, and I don't think it's very reasonable to expect that you're going to have that season again. So what we do 
we get into the classic case of defining our terms. All right, let's define our terms. What's possible? What's reasonable to expect? Well, I know most of us as fans, if we're going to wear the fan hat, are not reasonable. No fan is. We're almost all unreasonable. Eh, some of us are more realistic than others, but most of us are somewhat unrealistic overall about being a fan. So it's hard to kind of figure, like, would you tolerate 8-4 and four next year on the heels of 13-0? and 0, Or is that going too far back? Is that too much to take after a 13-0 and 0 season? Okay, how about 9-3? and three? How about 10-2? and two? We play the game. Would you do it for this much money? Would you do it for that much money? That's the game the kids play, you know? Oh, I would do that for 100 grand. Well, if you do it for 100 grand, you do it for 99 grand. Would you do it for 97 grand? How about 94 grand? Would you do it for 87 grand? Cash money, Holmes, right here. So this is the game we play. Well, you won't, you won't go eight and four. Would you go nine and three? I think you would. I think you would go nine and three next year, and you'd be all right with it. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at what it is right now, rather than what what would I accept. And until you iron out what's going on with the defensive front and I'm talking specifically retention I'm talking Peyton Jackson Farmer you know until that that issue which is a large one um, is is announced and the retention is done for at least a couple of them hopefully but you know whatever the answers are if that means that you're bringing in a bunch of power five transfers in order to fortify the ranks as we sit here today without a quarterback commit out of the portal so far you're staring at eight and four right now but solidify the defensive front. Now you're sliding up to nine and three. Get the quarterback. Now you're looking a little bit more like ten and two. But right now there are just so many unknowns as we sit here on December eighteenth. Not trying to do a shock jock anything. There's just not enough concrete answers to say that they're better than an eight win football team next year in the regular what's, season. What's hard and this feeds into the larger discussion has really been the theme on today's show. This feeling of uncertainty, this feeling of limbo, this conversation feeds that. Here's why. Because I would submit to you, I would posit that Florida State is going to be, just from a talent standpoint, just looking at the talent that we're losing, the talent potentially you bring in, what I think is going to play out at quarterback, and then what I think won't play out at certain other positions, all of that. Just like throw it into the bowl. The, the the variance, the degree of variance is going to be crazy. There's a good chance we'll look at, at, after signing day and after all the portal comings and goings, I think that we're going to go into the fall with this mindset of, like, they could be anything from 7-5 and five to 13-0. and 0. And then we'll base it, we'll take percentages and lay it on everything from that to in, whatever's, in, you know, all the, all the in-between, right? So what do I think is more likely to happen? 9-3 and three is more likely to happen than 7-5. and five. Sure. Yeah. Is it more than likely? Is nine and three more likely to happen than ten and two or eight and four? I think nine and three kind of is where I'm at. But but you know, well, and as we sit here now, and it's like, what do I believe that they're going to be? I think they're going to be approaching ten and two. Every you know, if the right guys stay healthy, that type of thing, and that would be the midpoint. You know, that if the ball bounces the right way and you stay healthy, you could go to eleven. If it doesn't, you could drop down to eight or nine. If you get you know. If you have this year's injury luck again next year without you know Jordan without those receivers like, and maybe Jeremiah doesn't come here but like let's say this week concludes you have your quarterback either Cam or DJ mm-hmm. you have answers in the defensive front with retention Jeremiah says yes I mean like dude then you're looking at ten so 
Again, yeah, it's I mean, not I, it's I, not to be you know fear and consumption. It's just that you don't have enough answers right now to reasonably project anything. That's why the the whole thing is. I'm saying you're in limbo right now. This is the hard part on the day to day. You know, to me, I don't. So we talk a lot about it. It's probably not the way they want us to talk about it. And I don't mean they as in Florida State. I mean the university, perhaps, and people in the collective and people around the sport. However, I, I don't really care. We're grownups here. We can have honest conversations. What's your budget, and what are you willing to spend on this roster? Because they yeah. were willing to go all in on the last roster because they knew they could add a few key pieces. I look at this in the same way I look at baseball GMs, okay? We've had this conversation Okay, you you go into a season, and you sit down with your people, and you, the analytics, all of it. You're all sitting there thinking, what what what's the best version of us? Let's just assume we stay healthy here, and we get towards the All Star break. What's the best version of us? So the high end version is that we're going to be ten games over five hundred within three four games of the lead of the division, and we could make the dance in the postseason. And because I like our frontline starters, our one two ace, we could beat anybody. We're not a juggernaut, but we could win the whole thing. It's baseball. And if I got a great ace and a great number two, I could win the whole thing. All right. Well, let's see if we get there. And the trade deadline's coming. And now what? Now we got to make decisions. Well, we've watched teams over the years make that decision one way or the other. They've gone, eh, we're not actually contenders. This didn't go as well as I thought. This free agent didn't play well. He's not suddenly going to, you know. Or this is going better than I thought, and all we really need is a veteran catcher and some bullpen help. All right, well, you got a seven-time All-Star out there. It's going to hurt us. We're going to have to give up the prospects, but he's the guy. All right, bring him in. F it. We're going for it. We're going for it. All right, take that mentality and look at this Florida State roster, what you're losing, and then what you're bringing in, and say, are you going to go for it? Because they went for it last year. They went 13-0 and because they went for it. They decided, yeah, we'll go get Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman was not in the plans. That was not what they – they didn't think they were going to get a receiver, but he became available and he was interested. And they looked around at the rest of the roster and they were like, well, we did secure the services of Jared Verse. We were able to get Jordan Travis to come back. Trey Benson's back. We've got you know a couple of yeses in the portal on the offensive line. That means we can be maybe as efficient as we were a year ago up front. What do you think? Well, I think Clemson's probably down. We can get him this year on the road. We play Miami here. Florida's not any good. Go for it. Go for it. Let's go. And they did. And they spent a pretty penny on that roster. Roster retention was huge, and they brought in some acquisitions. You've got to do this every year now, and it gets exhausting, but you've got to do it again now. A lot of the talent you're about to bring in in this elite class, this five-star, you know, four or five stars, and all these kids that we're excited about, a top-five class, I should say, well, they're going to be very good players, but are they going to be great players next year? Are you going to make a run with them anywhere next year? Probably not. There may be an exception. A certain wide receiver, if he says yes, is a plug-and-play guy. I already love the running back, Davis, which I told you about. I think he can plug-and-play probably. He's got the right body type for it. Do you have the quarterback? Yeah, we don't yeah, know the answer yeah. to that yet. And then we're looking at the offensive and defensive line. So, to and, say nothing of linebacker. Yeah. Well, buddy, you know I'm frustrated as all hell at that situation. So... I don't think I want to spend a championship level of championship levels of money on a team that's not got a chance to win a championship. Like I, I that this roster is probably going to be really good, but it's not elite. 
They're going to be an eight and four to ten and two type team. Yeah, well, you could say how much does it cost me to be a playoff contender to keep the momentum going on the trail? Because that matters. Fair, fair. You know, because the thing is, a GM in professional sports is considering a couple of things: fan engagement, sure, TV ratings by extension. There, you know, in order to make sure that your local TV deal is all set, and then how attractive am I to a free agent in the future? Like the, but it's the fan engagement that they're looking for. The difference here is if you wanted to punt and invest all your resources on 25, well, now you're not cool to the kids who are actually coming in. It, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is a difficult so, thing, So yeah. you do have to stay. The fan engagement is actually the talent, the relevance, the cool factor. It's all the same thing here. I'm going to argue for this engagement if and only if, meaning you know, perhaps – spend a little more than you thought you were going to have to spend and go after it a little bit more than you thought you'd go after it. That's kind of a nice way of saying overpaying for certain guys because you might have to, you know, to win the day. All right, I'm going to do that if you get me some offensive linemen and you get me some depth at defensive line. Because without it, you can't. You just can't. Right, we saw this year. Well, yeah. and you, yeah, it's just, it's brutal. And that offensive line was not great this year. Alex, I need to see something. That was nothing this year. They were not good. And I, there's a big name out there on the offensive line in the portal that if they could bring in, that would be a big deal. But then the depth of that offensive line, it wasn't as impressive as we thought it was going to be. There's no doubt about that at this point. But the depth of it put us in position to be 13-0 and because you had the depth, because you had more than five dudes. You, you know, did. That's the thing. You did. Yeah. You had eight. Now you needed to count on every Apparently, single one of those you eight. Every last one of them, and you would have liked to have had ten. And but they were right to go all in this year too. They because were. look at the quarterback play in the playoff field, in the invitational field right now. Right. No. Who they, the they, hell scares you? Right. It Damn makes it. you mad. It makes me mad too. But what I'm telling you, it, you're right. They were right, and they were rewarded. We know they got screwed by the committee. But if you go in before the season, if you remove the politics yep. from this, at and the you, time they made the decision, and you just say, "I'm going to go all in." And I say to you in that meeting room, why? Your answer has to be because I think we can go 13-0. and And they did that. And they did go 13-0. and They had enough, and they relied on various aspects of the team to win differently all the time. When the offense started to get bogged down because of offensive line injuries and some issues, Johnny Wilson missed two games, Keon had the thigh bruise, all that happened, right? Jaheim Bell hasn't had a good ankle in six weeks. We started to see the wear and tear of this offense start to fall off a cliff. They were averaging over 40 a game for much of it, and then it just started to slowly fall off, right? We're like, man, they are struggling, right? Okay, but then what happened? The defense rose up, and the money you gave Braden Fist turned out to be well worth it. The money you gave Jared Verse turned out to be well worth it. Tatum Bethune, Kalen Deloach turned out to be well worth it. Those guys made – Akeem Dent, well worth it. He came back, and he was healthy, and he played great down the stretch. This is, this is a very different assessment. It's year to year until you get to where you are Georgia, or you are Alabama, or you are Ohio State. Where, you are, where you've had back-to-back-to-back-to-back to yeah. back to back elite recruiting classes. Yeah, the hard part here, though, is no matter what happens on signing day, Wednesday, assuming that let's just, by no matter, what I'm saying is the kids that we have committed right now, let's say they follow through and they sign. Because of the attrition that you've suffered on the offensive and the defensive line, and you, have. you are still beholden to the portal for both trenches, not just this year, but next year. You're stuck. You're stuck needing the portal more, I think, than I had expected before this season had well, begun. 
Let's see what you bring in. Well, you definitely need it this year. Well, we, we all agree on that. One hundred percent. I think you're yes. going to need it next yeah, year yeah, at yeah. a level that we well, weren't anticipating, and I'll tell which you is th- annoying. And I, it is annoying, and I'll tell you this: I certainly didn't expect Malcolm Ray to ride the hell out. I mean, what in the world right. is that? Between him and Bless, yeah, it's like, uh, really? Okay. Well, the Bless thing tells me, and that was not embittered. The Bless thing tells me they feel good about what they have coming back and what they think they're going to get on the offensive line. The, I hope so, sure. Yeah, Bless was your best offensive lineman just about, so it was a little unsettling, but he also has been injury-riddled. Who on that group hasn't been? Uh, it's it's remarkable. Oh, yeah. You remember uh, the Jimbo from years and years ago? Soft tissue injuries are down 86%. <laughs> I think ours were up 394% this year. I just love that he thought enough to say that. It's ridiculous. What a ridiculous thing to say. What happened was he was bored to tears in a meeting they yeah, had, and yeah. somebody said that. He's like, I like that. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to use that later. Or he was mad about something, and then they used that to refute his misguided anger. He was in a meeting. He's like, why? Every time I look around, we're hurt. Well, Coach, soft tissue injuries are down 86%. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Is that right? Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe I did. that could be. That's amazing. I'm going to use it. <laughs> that's, that's him. Just That's him. The non sequiturs, he walked out of the room. Now that's an answer. But, like, I mean, that's where it's <laughs> so aggravating. The offensive and defensive line, I know we're in love with quarterbacks and receivers, and yeah, they make plays, and it's important. You better have one. But I'm, I'm looking at that offensive and defensive line, and I'm talking about how much can you invest in the other. If we don't have this. Well, quarterback is a domino that they clearly prioritize. So this is what you said a couple weeks ago. They're going to tell you what their priorities are. Mm-hmm. They tell you quarterback's priority. This past week, good God, they're telling you it's a priority. All right, you got to get that to fall. If you can land slash retain, say, four defensive linemen in the next month. Who do you want to retain? Uh, Peyton okay. and Farmer uh, Jackson. So okay. let's say you get That's two three. of those. That's, get, well, I think but, you can get all three. I said land and retain. So it's a combination okay, okay, of the okay, two okay, categories. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. No, 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 no. No, I'm just, I'm like, wait a minute. I, the, the three, that I'm assuming no. those three are back, by the way. So that's. Really? Yeah, I'm assuming they're back. They, they'll let them do their gibberish, that nonsense. They're coming all back. All three of them. I think they'll all be back. Daryl is probably the one guy I don't know. Daryl, I, I don't know. Well, if you tell me that the three of them are back and you could add maybe a young man from Georgia who bears a last name. Marvin Jones Jr. Really could love. be playing for Florida State this year, yes. And you by, grab- by, by the way, can I, I do want to point this out. You know how biased I am. Marvin Jones, my favorite player of all time. I desperately wanted Marvin Jones Jr. I think we're on the cusp of getting him. I would be shocked if we didn't get him. There you go. There's an answer now. Ooh. That said, spicy. that said, can he play? Well, he won't have to be the featured guy this year. He'll be in your rotation because Peyton's back. By definition of what you're what saying. What I'm saying, I think Peyton's back. Yes. Yeah. I believe he will in be In this back. scenario that we're living in, you got Peyton back. I liked what I saw in spurts from both Edmund and Turner. You add Marvin Jones to that mix. Now you've got a healthy rotation of four in the middle. Yeah. In your scenario, you retain those two guys. Don't know why Malcolm Ray is gone, but okay. Uh, Lions is in there, and then you need to get either Briggs to come back for another year or land another one or two. We didn't think Tafasi would leave, and he can actually play, and yeah. that sucks that he left. I like KJ Sampson. I like Key Sampson's a good player. But, like, because now you're talking about your fourth and your fifth pieces. But if you can grab one more dude, now your defensive line has gone from, dude, I don't know what it's going to look like, to, yes, okay, set. 
If you can go get an offensive lineman or two to go along with that quarterback, now out of nowhere from eight and four, where I'm saying we are today, you're looking at ten and two, eleven and one. The ball bounces the right way. Now you're in it. I need. I definitely need. We need. Everybody's sitting around feeling a certain level of uh, again angst. I would love, by the way, if we retain the three. I, that you had not said that before. I, I believe we will retain the three. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before about this. That my suspicion is we will. I, I feel like, you know, I told you what I thought was really happening the day that Peyton put his name out there on Twitter and told everybody that he needed to go into the portal and then didn't. I was like, okay. And again, things can go sideways. I get it. I mean, all these guys are constantly in discussions with whatever they think their worth is. And somewhere in that discussion, it could go from everything seems to be fine to my God, this person wants $5 million and we're not going to do that. And in fact, not only are we not going to do that, you need to leave. I'm done having this conversation. I've had six of them with you already. I'm not having a seventh. That's it. Because I, I think that happens too. Like we, we cannot discount any time a name goes in the portal. And I, this is, I'm speaking in generalities, but I want you guys to think about this when you see a name go in the portal. That works both ways. There are plenty of times that a coach might say you could probably do better if you were to leave here and go into oh, the portal. Sure. Or screw you, I'm done doing this every but 10 Both minutes. can be true, right? I'm done. I've had this conversation. I, this runs counter to the culture we've created here. I'm done talking to you. I think that's why on Thursday when you asked me about a player that I loved, I wasn't brokenhearted. Yeah, because again, you just never know and these things reveal themselves and then you're sitting here going, well, I would have never guessed. That's unfortunate. But when it happens that quick, you have to believe that a certain coach signed off on the, you know what, that's a, probably a good idea. <laughs> okay, then. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply they didn't do that with peyton now did they <laughs> it's the jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chant tv Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network.
Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I need to read this question. I failed to earlier, I think. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the quarterback decision is affected by signing day? Would be inclined? Would we be inclined to go with a DJ over Cam to incite entice a player like Jeremiah? Could time burn us and we lose both? Yeah, I, I think certainly. Um, you know, getting an established. Thank you, Justin. A quarterback that's played big time college football and had some success uh, wouldn't hurt your chances with any incoming uh, receiver or tight end, of course. I would think that uh, you would want a guy that you know is ready-made and can step in and, and play at a high level. But I don't know that it's a, a requirement. Again, you've got Croman Hawk coming in. You've got Brock Glenn. A receiver coming in now is coming in as a – if you're talking about the high school ranks, you're talking about a true freshman, even if he is an elite, maybe number one receiver in the country. He's got a couple of years, two, three years with you. Obviously, to, to to grow with that quarterback as well. So, anyhow, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ira, there. Yep, he is. Let's do it as we're wont to do on Mondays. Ira Chaffel, WarChant.com. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jeff. How you doing? Busy, good, busy, just like you. It's uh, a time. It's a. Can you do you have any soothing words for the fan base that find themselves in limbo while we await the answers to the signing day mysteries and, of course, what happens in the portal? Because all I can do is tell them to wait. There's nothing more you can do. You just gotta wait. I wish I wish there were words, buddy, but I don't think they exist. I, there's there's nothing you can do. I, I heard you uh, mention it earlier. Uh, I think in the last hour, maybe yeah. in the first hour, that uh, uh, until signing day comes and goes, like there's no way to feel good. You know, no matter what you've got going in, again, you know, because of the way Florida State fans were scarred a couple of years ago, and and that's a reality. Um, as far as the other stuff, I. I would encourage people to be patient. I, it's been, uh, you know, again, I get it that this time of year, more of the headlines are going to have been negative than positive. But a big reason for that in terms of you're going to have more going than coming is because Florida State's not where they were two or three years ago when it comes to the portal. You know, two or three years ago, Florida State had to go out and just cast a wide net and get guys that, that had possibly played college football before and wanted to play again. Hey, come on down here. And that's where Florida State was. Well, they're not there anymore, and we should know that. We, we've seen this team of develop. We've seen this roster develop. And uh, the, there, there are a bunch of guys that Florida State signed two years ago that they wouldn't even consider today. Um, so it's going to be a different-looking process. And, and I get that it can be frustrating, but, man, it's been uh, the, 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 the combination of that inactivity with what happened two weeks ago and then, you know, just the overall concerns has just led to just uh, more angst than uh, than, a, than a program should have for where it is right now. Yeah, more angst than you should have after going 13-0. Agreed. I liked your piece, Five True Freshmen, that you're eager to watch in FSU Bowl practices. For those that haven't read it, go to warchant.com and go read it. By the way, your five were pretty much my five. Uh, I'm really excited to watch and, and to see. like Because the question is, who's going to play in this game? 
You know, who's going to play in the Georgia game? And I, I, first of all, think that, you know, not a lot of, uh, obviously, we're not going to see these frontline guys playing. It doesn't look like it. But if we have a healthy Destin Hill and a healthy Hakeem Williams and Vendravius Jacobs and guys like that, if they're going to play, if you watch a stud like Andre Otto or Lucas Simmons or what, I mean, you get excited about the potential of those guys playing. So I think it's a fun feature that you wrote there, and I I share your enthusiasm for that. Now, it, it probably doesn't bode well in that game, but I think we all want to watch those guys play, and I know you're going to do one for defense too. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a, you know plenty of guys between those those younger guys and uh, some of the guys who are either opting out or have entered the portal. There's other guys in the middle there that will be playing as well, but we've seen a lot of them. You know, A lot of those guys are second, third-year guys that we've already seen a lot of play college football. Um, but you know, some of these freshmen we've seen glimpses of, but now they're going to get real opportunities. Like even Hakeem Williams, uh, he came on midway through the season. Uh, Dustin Hill was really kind of coming on midway through the season. They were becoming two of their better receivers. But before that, you know, they were working their way into the rotation. You might see them. Uh, you didn't really see them a whole lot with the first-team offense. Uh, and then they, that probably would have happened more as the year went on, but then they got injured. So now we're going to get more of them. Um, and, uh, and also, you know, and again, in more featured opportunities. But then, uh, as you said, you know, the young offensive linemen, there's a lot of young offensive linemen I want to see that are second- and third-year guys as well. But, uh, but yeah, for, for in terms of the purposes of this kind of exercise, you know, I was considering Lucas Simmons and, and Andre Otto. Andre Otto is a guy that I'm really excited about just based on what we've seen of him so far as a young offensive tackle. I think he's got a lot of potential. Is he going to play in this game? No, I don't think he's going to play in this game. But, um, you know, again, these opportunities in these bowl practices will be uh, really important for those guys. And, and so to me, it's not a lost cause that you're not going to see the full 2023 Florida State football team. There's still plenty of good things to look at. Are you? Are you have an inkling? You have a, a sense of what's going to happen at quarterback here. It, clearly, the the staff thought they needed to bring somebody in. And anytime you have two high profile guys on campus and there's overlap, you know that they thought that. Um, so DJ was here and, and Cam Ward was here. What's your sense of how this is going to play out? I mean, just based on the odds, I would think it's much more likely that it's going to be DJ Ungale. Um I mean, just because Cam Ward has you know a lot more options. I mean, he's still from what everybody says, considering his NFL options. Um, and, and he also has, uh, his father has said it, and he said it, that there's no real rush for them, that they really want to explore their options, including the NFL. Well, it, you know, at that point, you know, there may come to a point where Florida State feels like they have to either uh, make a move or, or get off the pot. And so I think, you know, when you look at Florida State, um, I think the odds are greater it's still going to be end up being DJ, which I think could work out really well. I don't know that it's 100% slam dunk that, that Ward is a better fit. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see. But I think it's, they're in a great spot to at least have options. Um, and it wouldn't shock me then if it ended up being Ward. But if I had to put my money on it right now, I'd still go with DJ. Of the players that have opted to go into the portal, some of whom we knew without question that was what's going to happen. Like, for example, I mean, when Duffy went in the portal, nobody was like, oh, my God, A.J. Duffy's in the portal. We all knew that was going to happen. But of all the guys, and I, what's it up to now, 10 or 11, something like that, um, who, who surprised you the most? Did anybody? Uh, I would say probably D.J. Lundy, um, a linebacker, and not surprised in the sense that, like, most devastated about, but just – you know, to me, it, here's a guy who came, you know, was very under the radar as a recruit. Uh, he did not sign in the early signing period when he was coming out of high school. Uh, he was 
you know, had some lower offers, uh, not the Florida State caliber offers. Mike Norvell and that staff gets hired at the end of 2019. Uh, I think they encouraged him to wait and give them some time. He signed with Florida State in February that year. Uh, over the next three or four years, he's really developed into a much better player. I don't know that a lot of people would have expected him to be, be, be as productive as he's been the last year or so. And, um, and so with Tatum Bethune and Kalen uh, Deloach leaving, it seems like a natural fit for him to step in as a leader and senior uh, leader of that group. And uh, for him to leave at this point surprises me because you know, he has invested this so much time. They've invested so much time in him. And this should be his chance now to be a senior leader. If he goes somewhere else, he's going to be starting over in some new defense that may or may not fit him the same way. And I don't know from an NIL standpoint, is he a guy that's going to draw big dollars in the open market at that position? So to me, that one's very curious. Uh, I don't think it's a, a, a doomsday scenario for Florida State. I think they've got some really talented young linebackers. And I, and I imagine they will go get a linebacker in the portal, at least one. Um, but that one surprised me. The, the other ones, even Rodney Hill doesn't surprise me that much. Uh, I'm, I, I was really surprised by DJ Lundy. Yeah, I thought you might say Rodney Hill, but uh, but you know, Lundy is it is interesting. He was all set to start. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know what? And these these guys all have to make decisions. I'm just kind of curious because that's that's all we have right now. Until we start hearing other names say yes, I'm in. All you can do is look at the ones that said I'm out. <laughs> and it gets tough because people are wringing their hands. But all all I see is uh, just that you know our, our animals' heads are falling off. That's all I see. That's all... <laughs> Every message board post that we need, every tweet I see is our animal's heads are all falling. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. Be good. See you, Yeah, That's uh, irishfellwarchant.com. Yeah. Nobody was, you know, you weren't like, Brown Turner's leaving. You know, nobody nobody did that. But I'm just trying to think of all the names of the guys that, I mean, I, I listen, it's no secret. I'm not a big DJ Lundy guy. Uh, I've made mention of his inconsistencies and inability to diagnose and frequently being in the wrong gap. Lots of things like that. He also had an impact in the run game when he guessed right. And so there were these moments yeah, where you when thought, you, yeah. When you face a heavy run team, yeah, he yeah. needs to be in the rotation. Yeah, he was useful. And he could have been in the rotation next year. Yeah, he would have been. Uh, he, he absolutely would have been. Uh, that one kind of surprised me. But, again, don't always know what kind of advice kids are getting. So, it is a little frustrating. Chef Cameron uh, Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season, you're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network.
Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. song for the uh, cool weather and the time of day. Hey, if you want to put the uh, the uh, hot tub up there, buddy, we could uh, we could we could do uh, some tub talk right here. A little tub talk. That's right. Let's make it happen. Let's get the otter on his back, floating about, loving life. Pinch of Penny now has a new local website and social media. They've climbed on into this century. In order to celebrate, they have a special offer for the end of the year. Go to their new website, TallahasseeHotSpring.com. TallahasseeHotSpring.com. Fill out the contact form. Receive a $1,000 off coupon towards the purchase of a hot tub. Bam! 1000 bucks. A G. Plus, right now, you can get up to 6200 off select high-life model hot tubs. If I had that, I would make sure to correct people. They're like, this is a nice tub. Well, it's a high-life level hot tub. It's not your standard tub. Um, visit the huge showroom there off of Greer Street that I talk about, Capital Circle Northeast. Huge savings right now. TallahasseeHotSpring.com. Fill out the form. Get up to 1000 bucks credit right away. There you go. Doing some things. It's uh, it's the right time of year. It is these mornings, these evenings, and then overnights. I love when it's around the same temperature. You just kind of know. All right, it's sweater weather, or it's you know, it's just it just stays. You know, it's weird. Last night, I knew. I don't know why I knew. I bet appropriately, but I did know that Baltimore was going to beat Jacksonville, and I thought, all right. I know Baltimore's going to beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville's swooning. They're falling to pieces. It's as sure as knowing that you can always bet against the Cowboys on the road. And I did that too. And uh, and I won some money. And this happened to me over the weekend, Tom. And I know that the gambling gods will be enraged by my statement here. Mm, smite. It's a true story. I had a grand total. Let's see here. Let me double check it. Of 10 bets over the week, uh, 11, 11 bets over the weekend. Tom, I went 11 for 11. What? 11 for 11. Won every bet I made. Every single one. 11 for 11. How have you not retired? I know the amounts you deal in. But I was not, and this is why. I'm mad at myself. I'm really mad at myself. Should have strung it together at 11-way parlay? Oh, well, retire? God, we, I would have retired. But here's what I did. Uh, I did do some two-team teasers that I put together. And those were very successful. Successful. So, for example, here, I'll pull one up. I did, I took um, Pitt and Indy over 42, and I married it with Minnesota and Cincinnati over 40. Got it. Both of them. Suck it. Won them. There it is. Just like that. Now, from there. That was 17-3 in the fourth quarter. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I also teased down some lines. I teased the lines down to minus 2.5 over Denver. And I teased the Saints down to minus two and a half over the Giants. Parlayed them together, got it at plus 130. That's another winner for Jeff. Boom, just like that. So, I, 
we can go on. I, I had some real good runs here. I was in-game wagering as well. we could go on at least eight more times, right? Because well, he only gave us three. Well, and I had the Bills minus two easily over the Cowboys that I mentioned before. And then I also had in-game wagering. I pounded. As soon as I saw the Jets, the Jets just looked like a team that wasn't going to score. In the first quarter, you could just tell the Jets weren't going to do nothing. That Dolphins defense was top. This is what the Dolphins do. They beat bad teams. And the Jets are bad. And they were getting to Zach Wilson and pounding him. And I said, you know what? This is going to be a long day for the Jets. Let's just pull up the old hard rock. And the hard rock said to me in the first quarter that I could get the Dolphins at minus 21 and a half. I said, don't mind if I do. Bam. Then they said, in the second quarter, you can get them for minus 22. Don't mind if I do. Bam. And just kept hitting them. Bam, bam, bam. Winner, 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 winner. Next bet. Well, we're at it. Uh, oh, I doubled down on the Saints-Giants. Barely covered that one. I took the under 31 and a half. It stopped at 30. That's a winner. And let's see. What else did I do? I that's now like nine. And I, I, have another, I have another one here. What did I do? Um, oh, I had the Bucks. So I in-game the Bucks because I didn't bet on it before the game. I would have bet the Green Bay Packers. In fact, against my mom, I took the Packers. She took the Bucks. She got the win. Now, that's offset by the fact that I had Detroit over Denver, and then I got to figure out what the third game was. But we had three different. So, at best, she's one up on – oh, she got lucky. The damn Texans came back and got me because I had the Titans, but I didn't mm. bet that in my real life. It was just in the pool. She wasn't lucky. The Titans tried to lose that game. Well, but the they're moment up 13 that they put on the Oilers uniforms when you're playing Houston. Yeah, it's a jerk move, but they're up 13 to nothing, and they're on their backup quarterback. C.J. Stroud didn't even play in the game. Come on. Get it together, Titans. Anyhow. Uh, so I just kept just this was it was beautiful. It was just running out just one after the other after the other after the other. Now I do have now so I'm being honest with you all here. The streak could end right now, right here tonight. Let's all get together. I've got old Dominion. Oh, now here's the thing. I'm more of a new Dominion guy. This, by the way, bet this number went in my favor. I took old Dominion minus three and a half. It's up to six and a half. So the number moved in my favor. I only gave the three and a half. Let's go Old Dominion. Big win tonight for Old Dominion. Let's all tune into that bowl game and send more positive vibes. At this point, if I'm 12 for 12, and then I also have another game, I took USF on the money line, sprinkled some pizza money at it just to win the game straight up. Uh, But we'll see. That's just a fun bet. Is it because of their performance against Alabama? (laughs) It's a performance down the stretch where South Florida played pretty well after getting housed by UAB in Trent Dilfer. And I took UAB that day. Buddy of mine in the industry, Pat Burnham, who works for another site, I took his money. And he was furious about it because he was sure USF was going to win. But uh, I, I kind of started monitoring from a distance to see what was going to happen. I had forgotten about that. UAB beat USF better than Alabama did. Oh, UAB beat their... There you go, Old Dominion! Here we go, a little seven nothing action. Old Dominion's up early. Does that green bar mean that Google's listening to you right now, back and forth on the screen? I hope so. They're gonna be like, "This guy's a world class ass kicking gambler," is what this guy is. <laughs> Look at him, just dominating. So that's the tub talk for the day. It's a lot about yay me. We'll see. Uh-oh, so uh, did we get it official yet? I don't know that anything's official at this time. I know it's enticing to say things are official when they're not, but I don't think anything's official. 
But I will tell you that it was my hint earlier in the show, and so <laughs> yes, I, I feel very good about it. I feel like we're going to be all right. I think that's a, a thing that's going to happen. And it wasn't a hint. Good God. I need Now, I need him to play. I need him to come out here and play well. Get out here and let's start rolling, baby. Summon the strength of your dad. <laughs> Just please tell me we're not going to burn lines of information by <laughs> hinting so hard we're falling over. I just said I'd be surprised you bring a kid like that in for the weekend and you don't sign him. It would be very shocking. That's yeah, that's true. That's what I said. Those were the exact words that I said. You just can't bring that kid here and not sign him. It's to be a bad look to have his dad here, the legend that he is, and have him here, and then you don't sign him? Come on. That didn't make any sense. You knew that uh, that this was going to happen for us. Now, I do, I am, I will tell you in all seriousness, I, I am curious, um, exactly what he is going to be like I his time at Georgia um you know he was in games he got in games but you just didn't see I mean the standard that I hold for him is probably completely unfair because his dad is the baddest ass to ever play here so uh, it's kind of like well You're killing your father junior <laughs> uh, you come here and ruin his legacy he can't he can't and he'll come in here and play well Let's make it happen. I do think we have it. I I, I do think it's, uh, you know, I, I said 1 o'clock hour, you guys heard it, felt good about it. I still feel good about it. I think it's probably just happened. We're going to be just fine. We're going to be okay. Now, the crooks of today's show has been about what are we going to get on the offensive and defensive line? Well, you just brought it in and in. We think he's going to say yes, probably going to say yes. Allegedly. Let's yep. go with maybe. Okay. Let's say he does that. I need to see another couple here in the next 24 hours. Retention, my man. I want that retention thing that you were talking about. To me, that's more attractive to bring the three guys back that were already on this roster well, than you, landing an, you, a guy from Georgia. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Did you, you're worried about Peyton, I assume, but what, what credible threats did you have that Farmer was going anywhere? He hasn't said he was going anywhere. The threat would be past behavior. Right. Well, I mean, last year they had an incident with the, you know, whether or not he was going to be here or not, and that got worked out. I haven't heard a peep out of him saying anything about leaving. Not saying he, you know, listen, these kids are volatile. Who he could put out a statement that says, I can't wait to play in the Orange Bowl, and I'd be like, are you sure? Are we sure about that? Well, he'd be the first to say that. He's a good player. He's a really good player. He had a great year. He's and an important player. We're getting very thin at that position. Very thin, very quickly. So it would be nice to have he and D-Jax for a year with Peyton, maybe a kid from Georgia, a little Gilbert Edmond action, a little Byron Turner rotating in there. Okay. All right. That's a good D-line. Is it as good as this year's? No, but no, it's a good D-line. Yeah, it's definitely not. It'll be pretty good. Feels like a ten and two kind of good. That's fine. Nine and three, ten and two kind of. That's good. fine because you never depending know on what you're going to get a quarterback. Well, and depending, like this is not the only transfer portal window. Keon Coleman was not a part of the plans by Christmas or New Year's last year. It was an add-on later in the process. Sure was, and it was amazing. You're right. You don't know what you're going to get, and that's why it's so hard to come on here today and tell everybody, breathe, man. Just breathe. Well, you're going to be all right. Let's just close. You know, two days from now. We're on these airwaves saying, okay. That's what I want you to say. Just like that. Okay. What's okay for you? Top five? Yeah, closing on the guys. I mean, so they're four right now with Blunt on the commit list. Yeah, but I don't think we're getting Blunt. Correct. Yes. So, yeah, top five. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're going to lose. Uh, Solidify all the guys you have right now and bring in one of Jeremiah or LJ. I know that Jeremiah is a, a much larger possibility than LJ, but if you can bring in one of those two, don't let Bolden do that thing. You know, that'd be nice. <sighs> okay. I'm looking closely. I am really curious as to whether or not – well, will we know anything about the quarterback – Yes or no here in the next 24 hours, 48 hours. It'd be very interesting to find that out. It'd be great. I think it would help Wednesday. I do, too. I do, too. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great night. Peace.